This is Law for Community Workers Spotlight on the Shortcut Series podcast for community and health workers produced by Legal Aid New South Wales. My name is Pauline and I'm from the Community Legal Education Branch here in Legal Aid. And we would like to acknowledge that our podcast is recorded on Aboriginal land and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Always was, always will be. Hello everyone. Today our guest is Fiona and we're shining the spotlight on the Sexual Harassment Legal Service, which is a specialist statewide service and clinic run by Kingsford Legal Centre. Hi Fiona. Hi Pauline. So would you like to introduce yourself, tell us your role, name of the service and what you like most about your job? Yep, so my name is Fiona Duan. I am a senior solicitor at Kingsford Legal Centre and as part of my work I head up the Sexual Harassment Legal Service and as you said that's a specialist statewide service that we run at Kingsford Legal Centre. In terms of what I like most about my job, what I love about it, that's a really difficult question to answer because there's so many different things. So I got into working at a community legal centre, specifically Kingsford Legal Centre, because I was a volunteer solicitor here. Um, I used to work in private practice and I just love the work that the centre does, helping people and in a way that's really just about their legal issues. So people come and we can give them advice and then they go off and, and assist themselves and hopefully we give them the, the information to be able to do that. But then we can also support people in various ways in relation to the legal issue. I love working with my colleagues who um, are quite like-minded in terms of wanting to assist people in a community legal centre setting and I like the variety of work that I do. I wear lots of different hats at the centre and we do lots of different things here. So we obviously provide advice to individual clients but we also have a clinical education program as we're attached to the University of New South Wales and so we have um, law students that come in and assist us with the various work that we do. We also provide education to the local community through our community legal education sessions and so that could be direct to community or to community workers and that is great work as well. And then we also have a law reform focus at Kingsford Legal Centre. So we get to involve ourselves in trying to fix the issues that we see with the law and with the systems that people face through the law reform. And so we try and, and use our clients' stories to say, hey, something needs to change here. So lots of different things we do at Kingsford Legal Centre and it really is an enjoyable place to work. And I understand you recently celebrated your 40th birthday. We absolutely did. And look, for almost all of that time, we have been providing advice throughout the state of New South Wales in discrimination law. So we have a statewide specialist service, which is where the the sexual harassment legal service came from. And that's providing advice in relation to all types of discrimination. So it could be disability, race, age, all sorts of areas And there's often an intersection between those areas. So someone might be subjected to race discrimination or disability discrimination, but there's also sexual harassment there. So, yeah, we have an expertise that that, um, allows us to look at that intersection. We don't also look at just the kind of obvious example of sexual harassment. Predominantly, people come to us in relation to it happening in employment 
but it's also unlawful in other areas as well. And so we have that expertise to be able to provide advice when it happens in other areas of public life as well. So yeah, for 40 years, we've been doing that work and um, it's really nice to be a part of that. Um, Would you talk to us a little bit more about what sexual harassment actually means? Because people do tend to associate it with employment more than anything else. Yeah. But it's more than that. Yeah, that's right. And look, I can understand why um, it affects people in employment a, a, a lot more because you spend so much of your day, day in, day out at your employment in your work setting. And all you do is go to work to try and, and just get on with um, what you need to do and, and then go home and live your life. So it is something that unfortunately we see a lot of, but it's not just there. So sexual harassment is... I mean, there's a legislative definition, but in a nutshell, I would describe it as any unwelcome sexual behaviour that's offensive, humiliating and intimidating. And it can happen anywhere. So it could happen online or in person or in writing, but it is against the law. And so it's really important for people to understand that. Whether or not the behaviour is unwelcome will depend on how the person being harassed experiences it, not the um, intention behind it. And Yeah, so it could be suggestive comments, jokes, touching, leering, you know, lots of different forms of sexual harassment. And so if if you're if you just feel like something isn't right and you think it's sexual um, in nature and it is causing you offense, humiliation, or you're intimidated by the behavior, um, then I would say get some advice from us or another service and we can have a look and, and talk to you about whether or not we think it's something that's unlawful, looking at the definitions under the law, but also what you can do about it. And so who would be your target clients and what are the eligibilities to access the service? Yeah, so so no real eligibility. Um, we, we advise the people being harassed, I suppose, is what I would say to that. And we can give advice to, to anyone who feels that, that, that they're experiencing sexual harassment or other forms of discrimination or an intersection as well. In terms of target clients, that really comes into play if we're looking at providing that additional assistance. So we can provide people with advice only, which is trying to, to make you aware of how the legislation fits with what you've experienced and then hopefully giving you information about the processes that you and options that you might have so that you can walk away from the service knowing what we think of your case. So whether we think it's a good case um, or there are difficulties looking at the legislative definition, but also what you can do. So the practical steps that you can take. It's really important to get advice because there are time limits. So we'll obviously talk to you about the time limits involved in the process as well and possibly be able to give you resources um, or referrals so that you can do things yourself and have information available to you. So we're not giving you a you know a memory test when you have to go off and do things yourself and then we can try and give some people additional assistance so it could be additional ongoing support it could be um, minor assistance with helping complete complaint forms and things like that or it could be casework and that's where we might be looking at the target clients or the vulnerabilities of somebody so we have quite a holistic view in relation to that we look at the person their circumstances their family circumstances whether they have means obviously to be able to get represented through a a, can afford private representation and 
you know, look at the effect of the harassment on, on them um, and also the public interest involved. So there's lots of different factors that we think about in determining whether or not we're able to give that additional assistance. We do have a particular responsibility, we think, to assist people who are more vulnerable. So that could be people who are on low income, who have family responsibilities that make it difficult for them to continue without representation, have been really, really impacted by the sexual harassment, have a cultural and linguistically diverse background, so English is a second language, and um, people from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities as well. But look, in terms of getting advice from us, anyone can, can try and contact us for that part of our service. Well, what would be the best way for someone to do that or, or what would be the best way for a community worker to refer someone to your service? Yeah, so um, pick up the phone and call us is probably the best thing to do. You, you probably won't get an appointment on the spot or have it arranged straight away because we have to look at how many people are contacting us and then we'll, we'll, we'll call you back and book in an appointment. And our phone number is one three zero zero. 722795 or alternatively our, our um, Sydney-based numbers 029385 If you look up the Kingsford Legal Centre website as well, it's got the contact details there. So it's klc.unsw.edu.au. We're, we're attached um, and part of the University of New South Wales. And then our email address is legal, so L-E-G-A-L, at unsw.edu.au. But picking up the phone is probably the easiest way to reach us. And we'll do our best to try and get back to you quickly as to whether or not we can give you advice about the issue and when that will be. As always, we will have those links in the show notes for people. So then is being inside the university, is the service easy to get to? Yeah, look, I'd say it's fairly easy to get to. I mean, we are a statewide service. So from a practical point of view, it might not be practical for someone to come and see us at the centre itself. And so we provide phone appointments, but also we can do Teams calls or Zoom calls or other video platforms if people want to see us face to face, but it's not appropriate or easy for them to come to visit us. But we are located and take face-to-face appointments as well. And so we're located at the University of New South Wales, Sydney, Kensington campus. We have the light rail right beside us. So we're about a minute's walk from the the UNSW Anzac Parade stop. And we're pretty easy to get to if you get that far. And there is parking in the streets around the centre and there is a car park as well. But the car park, I think you have to to pay a fee for it, but then there's free parking on some of the side streets as well. So I think it depends how busy (laughs) the term is in terms of of how far you might have to park. But we also have some disability spots scattered around the university as well. So a few options to get to us. um, And then we have that bus service as well that links with the light rail at the university too. Oh, that's great. Uh, Do you deliver online training and webinars and I imagine you would also present at conferences. We do. So we have a community worker series. So we try and do monthly sessions and not always on sexual harassment, um, but through our general community legal education, we 
provide training. And so sometimes we make it specific about sexual harassment and other forms of discrimination. But we also participate in other training and webinars when asked to do that as well. So sometimes an organization might contact us and say, hey, can you talk to us about sexual harassment um, or another topic or a few topics? Or we might be part of a conference and the conference has a particular focus on sexual harassment and we would present there. So one of the hats I wear and we we wear at Kingsford Legal Centre is making sure that we do our bit to educate the community. And that can be, as I said, direct to community or it can be through community workers or people within the legal sector and upskilling people in relation to what sexual harassment is And we feel really strongly about our role in training people. So, for example, at the university here, we have done online training to law students and to PLT students, so people about to enter the profession, and make them aware of what sexual harassment is, what being a bystander is as well. And we also have rolled out a schools program as well. Um, And so that's going to local schools to talk about what sexual harassment and being a bystander is, because they're the, the future employees and they're the future employers. And so knowing what is not acceptable and what sexual harassment is and what is unlawful is really important. And we think that part of our role is um, educating the community. Can you expand on the schools program a little bit? So it's something that we've been doing for a few years and then pesky COVID got in the way. But before COVID, we went out to some of our local high schools. It was probably off the back of Me Too when there was more awareness of sexual harassment being a a problem but it's also something that we were aware of within the Australian setting that unfortunately you know one in two people two women experience sexual harassment in their lifetime um, and a lot of that happens at work and so we thought that making sure that younger people were educated about knowing that they could call out inappropriate behavior knowing how to call it out but also making people more aware of 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 what sexual harassment in general is and so we started visiting some local schools a colleague of mine was uh, really involved in in going out to the schools and and building on that program and we would basically talk to the schools and see what would work from for them. So depending on the size of the schools, depending on the cohort makeup and the age and the, the sex of the gender of the children that we were attending upon, and we built the program and adapted it to the students so that it was interactive, so that it was hopefully helpful, and so that people got an opportunity to, to talk about it in a kind of a safe space and we've extended on that as well so that we have now got a comic strip series so we have comics that provide scenarios um, so that we can open discussion about you know is this appropriate behavior what are the different people's roles in the sexual harassment is there a bystander there what could they have done and um, to try and open up those conversations and make sessions that we have a bit more interactive as well. Are they available online, the comics? Yes, so they're on the Kingsford Legal Centre website. And so there's comics with some questions as well so that, you know, we, we can start that conversation. That sounds like an excellent resource. 
Do you have any e-alerts or newsletters that people can subscribe to? Yeah, so we have a monthly e-bulletin at the, at the Kingsford Legal Centre. And if there is anything specific happening in the sexual harassment legal service, we would put it into that service. But we would also provide de-identified case scenarios so that people know what type of work that we're doing. So it's a really good place for us to make people aware of what we're doing, not just in our casework, but in the law reform and, and other types of work that we do. So that's our monthly e-bulletin. Um, and then we are also on Facebook and Twitter as well. So people can follow us on our socials. I'm probably not the best person to ask about social media, but I know that I know that we're there. <laughs> oh, okay. Is Kingsford not TikToking yet? Um not yet, I don't think. Not that I'm aware of. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but we are twittering, uh, if that's or tweeting, if that's the right way yeah, to put it. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. So, well, that answers my next question, which was where we can find you on social media. Mm-hmm. What's the one thing? This is our last question for the interview. What's the one thing you would like anyone experiencing sexual harassment to know? Yeah, that it's not okay. Um, It's not okay that you're experiencing sexual harassment wherever that might be happening. And so you should really, really get support and advice. We're here as a statewide service for you and to provide you with legal advice, but also look after yourself in in all of the other ways as well. So it could be looking at those non-legal supports too, so that you can talk to someone um, and you're looking after your, your health and your well-being as well. So there are supports out there for you. And yeah, we're one of them from a legal point of view. Get advice. It's completely confidential. No one's going to know that you contacted us. And if the worst thing that happens is you contact us and we say, we tell give you advice and you decide to do nothing, that's okay. You haven't wasted anyone's time. So contact us see what your rights are, try and get more informed about what you might be able to do next. And then you can make an informed choice about where you go. So get help, contact our service or another service that provides advice, and but also look after your health and well-being, which is obviously always the number one um, thing for you to think about. Thank you so much for joining us today, Fiona, and for letting us shine the spotlight on the Sexual Harassment Legal Service. I appreciate you asking us to talk about our service. Thank you. So that was our guest, Fiona Duan from the Sexual Harassment Legal Service at Kingsford Legal Centre. As always, you will find links to all the webinars, pages and resources mentioned in this episode listed in our show notes, as well as a full transcript. You can email us to cle at legalaid.nsw.gov.au. This has been Spotlight On. Thank you for listening and goodbye, everyone.